0: Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. We are back and we are playing with power. I am here with my co-host Ryan Black and today we also have, a guest, Sean Mason with us. How are you all doing today?
1: I'm good, man. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. I cannot wait.
2: Has your week been good?
1: My week's been good so far. I mean... It's been uh, Monday back at school. It was uh, pretty good for the students. I had a video game club today with the kids, and the the kids loved it. You know, they're playing a lot of Nintendo 64, so I'm sure we can Radical Rex about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I hear Josh stayed
2: up
0: late last night playing video
2: games with friends.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I I guess I'm I'm half jumping into Radical Rex already. But actually, (laughs) you know what, what the heck? Let's go ahead and jump into that, shall we? (laughs) What are you radical Rexon about? All right. So actually I'm going to go ahead and pass it back to Sean here since you were our guest.
1: All right, so uh, this evening I'm uh, radical rexing about two different things. One is a video game related, and one is not. I'll start with the video game related one. So the video game radical rexing I'm what I'm gonna radical rex about today is uh, well we had, like I said earlier we had a video game club at school. I'm a teacher, um, and I run the video game club, and the kids are absolutely loving the Nintendo 64 that I brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the kids were like, "I have never seen this before," and I'm like. Yeah, it's it's Nintendo Nintendo's. Excuse. They're like, I cannot believe you have this. So, you know, I brought in all my games, and they were hooked on Mario Party Two. Like, they're absolutely <laughs> fascinated by it. Uh, I've suggested to them, hey, why don't we play Mario Party Three? And they're like, nope, we're playing Two. You, that's the only Mario Party where the characters dress up. But they're absolutely loving it. It's uh, they're playing four-player games. They're going through all the mini games. They're laughing. They're screaming at each other. You know, the <laughs> typical Mario Party stuff and. Uh it's, it's really rewarding to see. I, I, I like seeing them play. And, like, they have not wanted to play anything else but the N64. And it's like, guys, you know, we have other things we can play, too. And they're like, no, no, we want to play N64. So it's uh, really cool. That, you know, they're playing the old Mario Kart 64 as well. And I'm like, oh, jeez, guys. This game has not aged well. <laughs> but, um yeah, they were amazed because I, I had my Super Mario 64 with me. And uh, they put it in and they see my 120-star file. And they're like, Oh my gosh! I'm like, yeah, I know, guys. You know, I'm pretty awesome, <laughs> but uh, they don't—they don't realize it took me like seven years to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And other than that, uh, my non-gaming-related one, um, I'm uh, saving up to looking at houses, so I've been saving up to trying to buy a house. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. I put an offer in on a house, so waiting to hear back from that. Awesome. So yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Really cool.
1: Are you in an apartment right now? uh no i actually still live at home i graduated okay. college a year ago so
2: okay cool. Well, cool yes so
1: yeah that's what i'm radical rexing about how about you guys
2: uh man i have been just having a blast with pokemon still like i tried to do the mewtwo raids um did terribly uh we were me and robbie and tony were trying to like Know, get together and, and beat Mewtwo, and we just couldn't pull it out. We, we pulled in too many strong characters, and some Mewtwo ca- comes out the gate with the instant shield up, and we we're just, we could not break it. Uh, we could not get get around the strategy that was going down. Um, and then I was trying to train up a Marshadow in time, um, but by the time I got to level 100 with my Marshadow, the event had ended. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could do this, you know, but it just it didn't work out. I hope in the next round I'll be able to. Use my Marshadow now that it's all powered up because it steals any stat boosts and uses it against the opponent. So um, it's kind of a cool little trick. It's, it's the only Pokemon I know that does something like that. So, um, but you know, it makes me think like going back and training some of my other like Mythicals that I never really touched because I thought, well, they'll never be valuable in in tournaments or anything like that. So why would I put any energy into it? But with this new like raid thing and like co-op, like it makes sense to t- train up the Mythicals just to help you get past these these uber bosses for pokemon
1: um, yeah no i hear you on that
2: so i got uh I, I was able to pick up super lucky's tale it was my musket game last year and i i just got it finally went on sale i got it for like 25 dollars off amazon They had a sale going so i picked that up um and then i also got my beautiful joe totaku figure uh from GameStop. picked that up nice. pretty cool um nice. probably the coolest pickup that i've gotten um i should i say a gift that i've gotten is this uh this 3d uh, metroid picture right here from retro Ooh. gamescraft amazing by the way and uh, it was a gift by uh, by someone who's on the show right now
1: <laughs> i wonder who that was i wonder who that kind gentleman was you are amazing sir
2: sean wow. like wow wow man <laughs> i teared up so big when i saw that like my jaw dropped and like you're amazing dude thank you so much i appreciate that
1: gift like it meant so much to me and no problem, I, I saw it and I was like, yo, I have to get him this. This is like, <laughs> this is like, this completes him. I, I know he loves Super Metroid. And I was like, it just, I have to, I have a Yoshi one myself uh, from Super Mario <laughs> World 2, Yoshi's Island, one of my favorite games of all time. So I saw, and I saw that they had a Super Metroid one and they only had two left. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to snag this clearly. <laughs> like, when else am I going to be able to get this?
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. That's, yeah, no
1: problem. wow. So, You guys, I mean, this podcast has done wonders for me. Like, you guys have no idea. Like, it's got me through a lot of stuff. So, (laughs) at least I can do. So, Josh, what have you
2: been Radical Rexing about?
0: Uh, A handful of things. Um, Really, thanks to the whole movie thing. And since we did, like, three episodes on Sonic already, um, I got myself (laughs) replaying some old games still. And I'm kind of slowing down on that a bit, but I did pick up Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 um, while it was on sale, um, along with Super Monkey Ball, and have been really enjoying that. I hadn't played that series in a couple entries, and it's been a lot of fun. We had like four or five of us playing, kind of five of us, if you include my daughter, um, playing it (laughs) last night until like 1030 which is really late for me, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, we had a blast with it. Um, we played it for a few hours. Um, it's kind of an underrated one. It feels like it kind of came and went. But yeah, if you like that kind of thing, it's a fun one. Um, outside of that, just kind of doing the normal everyday stuff. Um, been enjoying writing, um, mostly reviews right now. But I'm looking into some other things to jump into. Um, just keeping up with that. I'd love to become a little better at that and maybe go somewhere with it and get out of the, you know, that well, I can't say too much on here just in case I don't know who's listening. So. You never know. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is about it right now. There's a few things I'm looking forward to coming up. So uh, I got a lot to look forward to. Well, if that is all we've got for now, there we can move on to the topic at hand. Um, We will be talking about an old GameCube favorite of mine and Rare's last game on a Nintendo system before they were bought out by Microsoft, unfortunately, Star Fox Adventures. So, Sean, we've been saving this one for you. What are some of your memories for this game? What, what oh, did you first found out about it?
1: So, Star Fox Adventure is one of the first GameCube games I uh, ever bought. Actually, uh, I got that along with uh, Melee and Luigi's Mansion. So, um, what happened originally was I knew who Star Fox was from, you know, from Super Smash Bros. on uh, N64. And I had heard of these Star Fox games before, but I had never picked one up. And I saw Star Fox Adventure, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So I pick it up, and... You know, to me, that was my first Star Fox game. So I guess I'm like, oh, I guess this is what Star Fox is like. I guess it's just like a kind of like a kind of like Zelda, but not, you know, not quite as, you know, good, not quite as complex in the design of the dungeons and the puzzles. But it's it's still an overall fun game. And I really enjoyed it. I remember coming into school every day and comparing one of my friends. He had the game as well, my friend Donnie, and we would come in and be like, Oh my god, did you get here yet? Oh no, I'm here at this part. Oh did you take down the sharp claw? It's like, uh, just like stuff like that. And uh, it was just so many good memories from this game. Um, it took me forever to beat. I, I remember I felt like I spent years trying to beat the game. Uh, but I've gone back to it many times now and played through it, And it. still it still brings me a lot of enjoyment. It's not, you know, it's not the greatest game, but it has its flaws. But like any game, I'm just so nostalgic for it that I can overlook those flaws and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, it,
0: it definitely has its flaws. Um, I went back to it a good handful of times since then as well. Actually, pretty recently I did. Um, but I still quite enjoy it. There, there's a lot behind it. I don't want to take up all of our time, but there I guess there's a lot of reasons why it has the flaws it does. Um, I, I don't know how much you, you all know about it, but I remember keeping up with sort of the build-up to this game. Like, do you remember seeing when it was just Dinosaur Planet at all?
1: I don't Uh, at all. I I don't at all.
0: It was... um, uh, Like I said, I don't want to get too wordy with it, but yeah, they were originally going to make it for the N64. Um, I think it was just going to be one of those that required the expansion pack, and it had a a full original cast, original story. Uh, I believe the main character's name was Saber or something along those lines, and Crystal was still in it. But basically... They were you're gonna play as both the main character, Saber, whatever it was, and Crystal. And so she was gonna be like, you know, fifty percent of the game. Um, but the story goes that Shigeru Miyamoto saw it and thought the main character looked a lot like Star Fox and recommended they use Fox. So then that kinda took over and they had to go back and rewrite some things and you know, add in different elements of Star Fox wherever they could. So that changed a lot. Um, And I think I've even read, um, I've got a link to it somewhere here, but I've even read some of the original script and you can kind of tell, like now I can't help but see going back and playing the game where the story, the pacing gets a little weird at times.
1: Yes, And very much so.
0: Like going back and playing it after reading that, like I kind of see where there were changes made, and I kind of can't unsee it now. <laughs>
2: um,
0: mm. For one, there's a good handful of areas where Crystal was supposed to be used instead of Fox. It wasn't just supposed to all be him or the other main character, for that matter. And it it, it doesn't all translate perfectly. Um, but it I, I think it's still not terrible i think this game does get a hard time by a lot of people and i think the biggest thing was where it wasn't like the other star fox games it wasn't like the super nintendo one or the 64 one um granted like like you said sean though not everybody had grown up with those anyway
1: exactly like um i thought it was you know that was like what star fox was to me until i played assault and uh I, I really, you know, I enjoyed the world that I built. I enjoyed the characters. like you said, I definitely agree with you about the pacing at sometimes it definitely feels rushed. Um, a lot of backtracking in the game, too. there's a lot of backtracking. Uh, but overall, it's an enjoyable game. it's it's not the traditional star fox game, and you know that it's not there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Oh no, no, it, it's 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 interesting what they did with it, and like I said, that wasn't what it was intended for anyway, and you can kind of tell, but I don't have a problem with it. Like, I I grew up with Star Fox 64. I didn't play the Super Nintendo one until years later, so I knew what Star Fox was and what I guess it quote-unquote should be. Mm -hmm. But, excuse me, but I guess, like, already being a fan of, like, say, the Mario franchise that does everything, it didn't really bother me to see him in a different genre entirely like it it didn't it didn't bug me like i feel like it did most of the internet yeah no definitely but ryan do you have much nostalgia for this one or
2: um not from directly playing the game but nostalgia from the long nights that i spent on the phone with jacob just talking about everything video games and kind of trying to help him through some parts like not having played the game, but just kind of throwing out like tips and tricks that I've learned in other video games. Um, there was a couple times where I did that and he was talking to me about how cool the game was and and I really needed to play it and I never got around to playing it at all. Like I wish that I had and it's still something on my like, you know, someday I need to go back and play this game. I'm kind of hoping for an HD of some remix of some some way somehow on a rare collection coming to the Switch. Who knows? But <laughs> I'm just like, Really wishing that I had picked this up originally. I, and I don't like Star Fox traditionally. Um, I'm not good at space shooter type things. Um, I just I don't get much enjoyment out of them, especially all range mode. I'm I'm just a mess when it comes to that. <laughs> um, but uh, when it's on rail, they do a little better. But like I really liked Star Fox Assault, um, which mainly the parts where I was in the Landmaster tank and on foot playing multiplayer. Like I loved. Controlling them that way, and so that's why I thought that I'd really enjoy this this uh, Dino Planet game um, because, and I was always intrigued by it when I initially heard about Dino Planet. I remember reading it in a magazine somewhere, um, and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's cool! I'd love to play that." Because you know, I was I liked you know Jurassic Park and stuff like that, so like it'd be cool to play in a Dino video game. Um, and I, I did had played some Sega Genesis. Uh, Jurassic Park stuff. So, and it was kind of like it was gonna be a cool idea. And then um, I didn't realize it was the same game. I didn't put two and two together when I saw the Star Fox Dinosaur Planet thing. Um, but I, I really wish that I had taken the time to play this game now because everything about it screams, "I'm gonna love this game." It's a Star Fox game. I'm gonna love. And I just, I never got around to it. I think I was kind of dissuaded a bit by the whole collectathon idea um like people said oh yeah just rare is all about like collect stuff like donkey kong 64 and i skipped that and then this game and i didn't have a whole lot of n64 games um so going on to the gamecube like i was, i kind of stayed away from rare stuff um and i just i don't know maybe it's just the bad rap that I, I heard about rare being kind of not that great i don't know who told me that or who said that to <laughs> me but <laughs> I I steered away from rare at that point, even though I'd love Donkey Kong games and, and things like that. So uh, I wish I would have given a chance, honestly. Like even then, like to that matter, like Perfect Dark, you know, Golden Eye, like I would have enjoyed those yeah. things. I just I just didn't do it, and it, also the M rating was also something that kind of steered me away from those games. But you know, Star Fox was not that, and uh, I think I would have enjoyed it. I wonder if this game would have had an M rating if had they had not made it Star Fox.
0: I don't I don't believe so it's got a teen rating and Mm -hmm. what's kind of funny is like i was looking at it um the other day and i think it says it's because of like blood and Mm -hmm. i don't remember there being blood anywhere in that game (laughs) and i've played through it a lot so yeah i I don't
1: i don't remember that either maybe maybe when you hit a sharp claw maybe some uh sharp claw blood i don't know i
0: I, I feel like it was really a stretch (laughs) or like one situation somewhere that i'm just not remembering but, uh, yeah, see, with this point, at this point in time, I was already a Star Fox fan. I loved Star Fox 64 and a Rare fan. I basically loved everything that Rare had put out by this point. Um, so there was no avoiding it for me. Um, I even had, like, a big poster, and I think I had something from a GameStop or whatever um, in my room. It was a big cardboard cutout thing. that was pretty cool. It's gone now, but,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I spent a lot of time in this one. Um, the the one thing that sticks out in my mind that I wasn't real crazy about was when you beat it, not to jump too far ahead, but once you boot the game back up, you're stuck there. Like, it drops Mm -hmm. you off starting that last battle, like in the last cutscene. You can't go back and explore, or if you missed... There's not a whole lot of extras, but if you missed any of those, you're just not getting them. Can you reset um, a save
2: file or just something like that idea? So you could
0: start a new save file and like uh, get some of the extras. Like there's a sound test mode, hmm. um, a black and white mode. You get cheat tokens in the game yeah. that you can unlock this stuff with. There's a oh, couple other geez. little things. Um, awesome. So that's pretty neat. Um, it, it's almost hard to describe how to go about collecting those without straight up showing you but yeah it, it had it had a decent amount of little extras to it and like we had mentioned before it's it's sort of a zelda clone but it it does its own thing as well um there's even a couple r-wing battles mixed into it they're they're pretty quick and i guess they kind of feel like they were just kind of shoved in there when they added Star Fox to it but it, it's not bad they feel pretty smooth um i mean it's a nice little callback anyway uh,
2: Dinosaur Planet, um, Star Fox Adventure, it, rather, um, is full of character. Um, the characters are pretty awesome. Uh, I was most drawn to this game um, by its uh, inclusion of Tricky from Diddy Kong Racing. Um, I was fascinated by the fact that, like, Tricky was this little kid and and showed up in this game, and I like, I want to play this game so badly because I just want to know what Tricky's story is. And I remember Jacob telling me that Tricky was awesome, but he was kind of annoying. And, and I was just like, I want to really try this game, and I just never got to it. Ugh, I wish I had. But some of the characters, like I was always intrigued by like the blue fox look of Krista, and um, of course like Fox has always looked cool to me. Like I loved playing Fox in Melee, so I I should have played this
1: game. I really should have. Everything said
2: that I should have, but I just. Never got around to it.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Fox definitely hit the gym before this game started because he is jacked <laughs> in this game. Uh, and uh, going back to uh, Prince Tricky, um, calling him a little bit annoying is an understatement. He is—he <laughs> might be the, one of the most annoying characters in video game history. I think I found something. Hey, Fox. <laughs> I'll he's, never forget he's, that. Yeah. He's
0: kind of annoying, but I kind of enjoy it if that makes sense. It's kind just of charming.
2: like <laughs> Navi level, like, hey, listen, annoying?
1: Uh, yes. In my <laughs> opinion, yeah. Look at this. Oh, I'll never forget that. Although his dig ability is pretty useful. The, the best is when you're like in the middle of just
0: some horrible, dangerous fight, and he goes, let's play.
1: Oh, the ball. I totally forgot about the ball. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Throwing the ball around with him. He changed
0: color. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, that I knew he
1: be, changed color, yeah. yeah. If you hit him with your staff, he's like, stop it! Stop! <laughs> He'll actually respond if you hit him with a staff. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, pretty cool. Yeah, you'd have to keep him fed, so he'd
0: you'd be able to... You could actually use him with puzzles and stuff, so that was pretty neat. Like, you could tell him yeah. to stay, and he'd sit, like, on a switch or something. Um, I'm trying so,
1: to think of some... Oh, he learned how to breathe fire. Yes, that was pretty cool, though. They crossed
2: Navi with uh, Princess Ruto, <laughs> I'm guessing. Like at uh, any point, did you have to pick him up and carry him? I mean,
0: <laughs> nothing I recall. Thankfully, it's not. It's
2: or... not. He's not one big escort mission, is he? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> it could always be that worse. <laughs> um. So, was that the only supporting character that ran along with Fox, or was there others?
0: Well, he was technically the only one that ran along with Fox, but Fox ran around with uh, a—I can't think of what to call it—some sort of communication device thing, and uh, he was able to talk to the rest of the Star Fox team through it, like their holog—this is gonna sound weird—but their holographic heads (laughs) would pop out of it. um, Yeah. Like with the exception of Falco. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so I don't don't know if you know that or not, Ron, but before this, there's actually a little Nintendo Power comic about it, but Falco had left the team temporarily, so he's, like, not in this game. I Hmm. mean, I'll... I'll, I'll, I don't know. Should I spoil it? I guess I can. It's, like, 20 years old almost. (laughs) Um, He does pop up near the end, but... uh, Yeah, you can call Peppy for... to look at maps and things like that. Slippy will help you, like, if you're lost He'll he'll give you a hint on what to do next. And General Pepper will tell you all your status and items and things like that. Um, and they pop up in the story a few times. So, you know, there, there's more than just the two of... Excuse me, there's more than just Fox and Tricky going back and forth. A lot of times they'll jump in. Um, and really, there's just a lot of characters in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Queen Earthwalker, uh, the Cloud Runners... That different tribes and things like that uh one in particular that i want to mention is the shopkeeper
1: oh my gosh this guy. yeah I,
0: I can't think of honestly i can't remember if it's a dude or if, or if it's a girl um and i can't remember their name but it's it's an interesting character um it's very exuberant <laughs> Um, a very memorable. I don't, I don't know how else to word it.
1: Um, yeah, he, uh, it, it is a, it is a male. Um, but yeah, he is, uh, an interesting fellow. He's when I first met him, I thought he was going to be like, ended up working for, um, sharp, uh, the King, what's his name? General scales, general scales, general scales. Yes. I thought he was going to be working for general scales, but then in the end, I don't know. He's just, he's, he's kind of a mean guy. He's a very... He's very brass with you. He's very mean. <laughs> now, I, I, I'll i
0: move on to some other characters here in a minute. But while we're talking about the shop, actually, one thing kind of neat there that I feel like I hadn't seen up to this point was you could haggle um, some of the prices. So if it was like 20 scarabs, sometimes you could talk them down. Like you could scroll down to like 18 or something. It usually wouldn't save a lot. Um, and he'd let you get away with it. Now, I did find out if you wanted to pay him more, you could. There wasn't any real reason to do that, but yeah, you could do it. Um, now, I, one of the other characters, actually, I want to bring up is Crystal. Um, like I'd mentioned before, she originally was going to be a bigger part of the game, but near the beginning, she gets literally thrown into an, an actual crystal in the first, like, 20 minutes or so of the game, and you hmm. don't see her again again much until pretty much the end. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing because I feel like she has a pretty interesting backstory. And they could have yeah. done a little bit more there. But when they jumped over to focus on the fox, she kind of just got left on. Um, so that part's a little bit disappointing. I feel like they still could have used her a little more.
2: I think this is where some of my memories of the original Dino Planet or Dinosaur Planet Come into play um, with hearing about it because I remember this Krista character and I was kind of intrigued. Um, and I know that it was like you played with both of them at the time. So I, it comes to shock to me to hear that that character wasn't very prevalent, especially with all the fan art and all the like obsession with Krista and wanting Krista and Smash and stuff. I'm like, it sounds like there's not a lot of source material to pull from. Um, now, was she available in Assault? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, she was. She okay. played with her in Assault, yeah. Okay.
0: She's okay, so there's some the, to draw from there. Yeah, she's one of the main Star Fox team members in Assault. Um, okay. She sort of takes the place of Peppy. He sort of retires,
1: <laughs>
0: in a sense. He, he's, he's still on the Great Fox, but he's not flying the R-Wing anymore by that point. Yeah. For the most part. Um. Lost some track of thought there for a minute. So yeah, um, I guess that that part was a little disappointing, but because you do seem like a pretty cool character. Um, now another one, and and again, I I feel like this is maybe because of that change to Star Fox again. And and don't get me wrong, I do love the Star Fox series, but I I kind of wish they would have just stuck with the original plan for an original mm-hmm. story. But but anyway, um, is General Scales who's a pretty intimidating dude his design's cool he's got like this little hook thing on one hand um but again by the end of the story you go to fight him and as soon as the fight gets started like you're probably in there like 3 seconds he just falls over and it's revealed that the real bad guy is Andros
1: it's who, probably the most disappointing boss fight yeah. um, of my childhood uh, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to a big, bad matchup with him. And to find out that it was just Andros, I was like, what? Because at the time, the only, the, only rec- the only knowledge I had of Andros was from, uh, you know, on, um, on Super Special, this melee, I got a trophy for Andros And so like I clicked it and I was like, oh, this, this guy seems pretty cool, I guess. But I, I had read in the trophy description, I had read that Fox had defeated him. So I'm like, oh, he's gone. And then he comes back and it was really bizarre to me. Very bizarre.
2: Like it was kind of uh, piecemeal together and shoehorned in?
1: <laughs> yes, very much so. Yes. Hmm.
2: So it sounds like there's some disjointed moments because Star Fox was kind of forced in
0: the
1: game? Yes, definitely.
0: Hmm. Uh, I never was real comfortable with the way that story sounds in my head at least, where it mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh look, this looks like star Fox. Why don't you use him instead? Uh, (laughs) I feel like that created creatively messing things up, but I mean, to be fair, it probably sold better because of the star Fox brand, but you know, I don't know. There's no way of knowing for sure, but regardless, um, I guess to move on to another character, I actually want to, to back up to the main character with Fox. um, I don't know if, if either one of you have noticed this as much without really like going from 64 to here or the Super Nintendo. But I feel like Fox's character is way different than how he is in pretty much any other game, even after this, for the most
1: part. I don't know. Yeah, if anyone, I, yeah. I definitely get that notice. Uh, get that. I noticed that from uh he's very different than he is in Assault, too. He's much more. I feel like he's he's kinda of cocky in this game, like a lot like very cocky in this game. Uh, very much an independent person. Um, like he knows he's the boss of star of Team Star Fox, but like he he lets people know he's the boss. I don't know, he's very different. Hmm.
2: It sounds kind of the brashness
1: that Falco often has. I was like about kind of to say he there. seems like a cross of Fox and Falco almost. Yeah. Huh.
0: He's a bit more he actually can be a bit of a jerk at times in this one, <laughs> I noticed. Like, it, he seems very concerned with getting paid. Like, he he knows they're here to get paid, and he wants to get the job done and over with. He doesn't really, really seem all that concerned with the well-being of everyone else. He just wants to get paid, <laughs> which I, I don't feel like that's how he is at all in the other games. Um, I, I didn't know back then, I feel like, and I still... Kind of enjoy it and get a chuckle from it here and there, especially when he's being a jerk. But yeah, it's. I feel like I'm doing nothing but rag on the, rag on the game now, and I, I really do enjoy it. But it's it's probably is just one of those things again that's sort of left over from the original plans, that just kind of carried over to Fox in this case.
1: Yeah, and I um, one of the one of his opening lines of the game is when he lands on uh, Dino Planet. He says, "Why didn't you just let me bring my blaster? I could have just blasted through all these people." I he says something something along those lines about not being able to bring his blaster and he could have just destroyed everyone. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know. He is very different in this game. Hmm. Strange. Um,
0: the, the story is kind of cool though. Like if you pay attention from the '64, the end of it. Um, you know, it's the four main members, and everything's going good. And this is, like, I think eight years later, and the Great Fox isn't looking so hot. Everybody's a little older. Uh, they're missing a member. They're low on money. So it, it was kind of cool at the time because i just, you know, I'd played 64 in grade school, and this was, like, around that middle school time. So it kind of felt... This sounds kind of cheesy, but it kind of felt like it was adulting up a little bit, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of neat. I never understood why they made Peppy, like, ancient all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, he looks like a walking skeleton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was always older than everyone else on the team, but, like, I I don't know. I'd put him at, like, 40 maybe in 64. Because he was on the OG yeah, he was on the OG
1: uh, team with uh, Fox's dad.
0: But here he's like 80 or something. <laughs> Is yes. there any mention of
2: James at all in this game? I know a couple games have looked back at James McLeod before, um, but did they ever mention him at all in Dino Planet?
0: Do you remember Sean?
1: I, I don't think they do. I'm trying to think. It, if they did, it was very, very brief and it's really not important at all <laughs> to the plot. Uh-huh. Um, I know he's like a. In Star Fox Assault, he's very important in Star Fox Assault. Yes. Uh, but no, I'm not from what I remember.
0: Yeah, hmm. I, I don't know if I've ever really thought about that because he usually is brought up in like every other Star Fox game, but yeah. I don't think he really is in this one. Oh, it's just about getting paid. It's all. It yeah, is. <laughs> it's almost too touching to bring him up in this. Yeah. Like you know.
2: <laughs> so in rare fashion, was this a collectathon, or was was it like was a little bit more toned back for that? And you say it's more like a Zelda, but like I'm imagining like like all the different things you can collect in rare games. And did this miss that mark and and do something different?
1: I think it's definitely different than a collect-a-thon. Uh, I think it's much it's much closer to a Zelda game than it is a traditional rare platforming game with uh, with collecting. I know you can collect the scarabs and turn them in. Um, there's some things you can collect. And like I said, you, you had mentioned the cheat tokens. You can collect the cheat tokens. But I, I'd definitely, definitely say it, it leans much closer to a Zelda. Like, if you didn't tell me Rare developed it, I probably wouldn't know. If they, the Rare logo wasn't on it, it'd be mm-hmm. difficult to realize that it's that it is a rare game um now with the zelda elements is
2: that like you get an item to complete a dungeon um but you don't really use the item too much more in in the future or is it is it like that type of zelda or is it just like kind of like get the key to open the door to get to the next place like what how what depth is that for the gameplay
0: no really you don't really get a whole lot of items per se to to use like your staff that the staff that you use is your main weapon um that is originally crystal staff is not only used as a sword but you can also upgrade it to get things like um an ability to shoot fire from it and you can stop and aim at things like that you can use it to stick in these particular slots to use like a jet like or, well that's overstating it maybe but you can shoot up and get to ledges you couldn't before. Um, it's it's mostly about upgrading that. Um, I think there's an ice ability. Yeah, so, there's
1: uh, this is the earthquake ability to take down the giant dinosaurs.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not really like that where you in Zelda where you, you like get thrown in a dungeon and you might not use that item again. You you end up finding use for most of it throughout. Like, and you can go back and find a good use for this or that or just use it in battle. Um, I feel like most of the power-ups are fairly useful. They're not like... um, What's the one thing in Zelda? They're not like the big ball and chain thing from Twilight Princess where they get kind of wild. They're they're pretty standard stuff, I guess. But I think they're all pretty useful. Um, Now the the setup itself actually um, is a little bit different than Zelda as well. It's it's a lot more, I would say, it's a little more story-driven. Um, a lot more linear mm-hmm. to an extent. There is a lot to explore and to find. Um, like you said, there's a few things like the, the cheat tokens and a few other little items. There's fuel cells for your R-Wing, which there seems to be a lot of those laying around. You don't necessarily need those that often. I kind of feel like it's got just the right amount of that kind of stuff in it without being overkill mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it still keeps things interesting it still keeps things from being too boring um, you have the
1: the mazes too you can go through the mazes um from the i can't remember what's the giant it's like a giant like to- um like a, he's a rock guy you teleport on his hand i can't remember his name I can't, you know can't i'm talking about right i yeah. do
0: it's on the tip of my tongue i can't think of his name now either um
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah that's that's kind of a big extra part of the game and he'll, he can warp you to places yeah um that, that that's another real just fun character i feel like there were a lot of really goofy and over-the-top characters in this game and it was something else you didn't see at least i didn't see a whole lot at this time was i mean it's like fully voice acted for the most part there's a few characters that you'll talk to and it's just text but um i mean there's a lot of voice acting in this and for the most part i feel like it's fine like i don't i don't remember anything in
1: yeah particular. it wasn't a atro- it wasn't atrocious the voice acting
2: mm-hmm. yeah now did it have text accompanying the voice acting like you could read along or was it something that i'd have to turn up the volume for to 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 hear you,
1: you could put subtitles on i know that um, okay which i did which is yeah. kind of cool yeah, but I know when they when they talk in the Dino language, the subtitles That's... automatically do come up, yes.
2: Okay, I was wondering, did it translate, like, in subtitle, did it speak the Dino language, or did it translate it into English? Like, how did that, did you get to see, like, the spelling of the Dino language at all in the subtitles, do you know, or did you not experiment much with that?
0: Like, there was a, actually an extra you could unlock, I believe, that you could change the subtitles to Dino for the whole game if you wanted to <laughs> that's cool um and in the instruction booklet now you can find this information online but um in the actual instruction booklet with the gamecube um box it had the uh, i guess how to translate it like it showed huh. you it had it compared to, to the english language to the english alphabet rather um and i remember playing around with that just for fun um but and early on in the story, um, Slippy does make a translator, which is how Fox ends up understanding the language, mm-hmm. and while most of the game is in English. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun extra, because it actually does make sense. Like, it's not just gibberish, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they put a lot of work into that. They had, they had to have put a lot of work into that to develop that, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool.
0: It it is a little awkward after like going back like when they would use proper nouns in English still. Yes. Yeah. Um, it does, it
1: sounds very bizarre.
0: One jarring one in particular is like near the beginning to me. It, I don't. I remember like this one has always just sounded a little off, and I I can't describe it without going back and listening to it. But is when General Scale says his name because he's talking to Crystal.
1: Yeah. Dano.
0: And he goes to, like, throw her off that boat. And then he, like, stops and says his name in, like, clear English all of a sudden. It, I don't know. It, it almost sounds like a disjointed sentence even when he does it. I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I know exactly the part you're talking about. It yeah. Is, it's weird to hear it. He's talking, and then also you also just hear general scales.
0: At least general, well, I would think, would be in another language or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I really can't, just to, I guess, reiterate on it, I really can't complain too much about the voice acting in this. And I feel like it's a game that was pretty early on with that sort of thing, um, where you see it a lot now, back then, especially on a Nintendo console or or a big first party game. um, I don't feel like you saw a whole lot of that. So that was pretty cool. Um, And it's really not half bad for the most part.
1: Now do you have a favorite planet? Let's get into the planets a little bit here because there's five different planets you can go to. Do you have a favorite one?
0: Um, I really liked I'm trying to think of the whole the name of all of the different sections. Um, I, I enjoy the one that kind of sakes all of the names are blurring together. maybe it's just too late for me. <laughs> um, the, the, what is basically T-rexes?
1: Okay, so that's that's the uh, walled city.
0: Yeah, the walled yeah, city.
1: the walled city. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, everyone's a, like everyone's abandoned the planet basically. There's just T Rexes are left.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're just wandering around freely. Um, yeah, and it just looks cool. It's like this these big ancient ruins. Um, it's not huge, but I just think it's a pretty cool area.
1: Yeah. I was a big fan of the Cloudrunner Fortress. I loved that one.
2: Yeah. the environment stayed pretty, uh, pretty varied. They didn't have anything that was like kind of copy and paste, like blank hallways that looked the same or anything like that. It was all pretty, pretty organic in how it transitioned and everything.
0: I would say so. Um, yeah. I Quite a few different areas. That, oh, goodness! I almost forgot about the beachy area. Man, I, oh, Cape Claw. Swear. Yeah, Cape Claw. I yeah, swear Cape Claw. Better than that. <laughs> yeah, Cape Claw is, is a pretty one. That this whole game actually is, I think, one of the best looking GameCube games.
1: Which is amazing, um, considering it came out in two thousand two. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was
0: fairly early on in the GameCube's lifespan.
1: Um,
0: and and the detail behind like the animation, uh when Fox and them speak like I think Fox looks great The the detail you know with the hair and the jacket and all of that sort of thing and his eyes and just the way they speak like I think it looks really great for that time period.
2: So what I was imagining was like this N64 game that was just kind of upscaled to fit on the GameCube but it's sounding like it was more than that like they put more work into the models and everything to be up to GameCube standards.
0: Yeah, and looking back, I don't know if you have paid much attention to it before, but like, just Dinosaur Planet on the 64 was—it uh, looked like it was going to turn out to be a, a pretty good-looking game for the time, um, and they managed to to up that with the GameCube. Very hmm. okay, cool. It's it's definitely one I would, like you said, I would love to see like, make a comeback in some form, like an HD version or whatever but it's also one of those that is i feel like one of the least likely ones for that Mm -hmm. to happen for mostly because of the whole rare thing yep and i i just don't see nintendo even showing any interest in wanting to do that
2: yeah and and it's different from like a let's say a diddy kong racing sequel where they stripped out the rare stuff and put in maybe more Donkey Kong stuff. Okay, I can see that. And you can still keep the adventure, the racing adventure, and stuff like that. But you strip out all the rare elements and you make this a Star Fox game or something, and it's just not gonna feel right. Like it's just another like lesser Zelda in that aspect because the rare characters kind of made that. Is that something that you, you kind of see in that? So I'll speak up for for
0: that, one I, I would say just some of the style of it on its own like the the fact that they use voice acting like Zelda mm-hmm. still seems reluctant is, even Zelda seems like it doesn't want to do that um, to this day they did in Breath of the Wild but I feel like it was still there wasn't a whole lot of it and mm-hmm. I, I just I feel like they have a hard time stepping into that sort of thing um, and some of the humor is definitely more English so to speak N- not as much as like say Banjo Kazooie was but there is still some of that sort of, I would say, dry British humor mixed in here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't feel like Nintendo
1: can pull that off the same way someone like Rare can. Now, we, we've gone this long and we have not, we have yet to mention the mini, the little boss slash minigame with Fox and the... Uh, it's at Cape Claw when you have to mash the a button and push the uh, wh- you have to like push <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, I, I don't really know what it's called, but you're you're pushing something against the other player. you're supposed to hit him into the hole you're supposed to hit him into the ditch. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do yep. yeah. Uh, that game, that particular <laughs> section, I was probably stuck on that for a good two three weeks when I first got there. <laughs> I've heard others say that too
0: um i have to pat myself on the back here for a minute on that just you know (laughs) for whatever reason back then i was awesome at hitting the a button really fast Mm -hmm. so like that was one i never had a problem with like mario party 4 if you remember the mini game where you had to hit a a bunch for the to bring the womps up or whatever yeah uh, like i hit i think it showed that i hit the a button 13 times a second jesus so, wow so i did not have a problem with that part in particular that was one <laughs> thing i was the i was the man at i think i'm i think i still kind of got it but I, I swear i think i was better at it back then
2: i think but, i had a controller that had a repeater on that i would have been able to, to fudge that but
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i, I know some people you could flip turbo on and probably just <laughs> cheese the whole thing but yeah I, that, that that is a part that's funny because i have heard several people mentioned that they've gotten stuck there and it seems like something so simple, but if, if you just, you know, if, if you can't quite do what it wants you to do there, you just, there's kind of no way around it. Yeah. I was going to say, do you remember some of the, the crozoa spirit challenges? Oh, um, um, yes. Cause there was a good handful of those. Some of them were just, kind of okay like there was the one where you had to it was almost like that game where they put something in a cup and then they mix it all up and you gotta pick Mm, the right yeah or whatever it was but then there was one that i thought was kind of cool like the concept of it anyway but it was difficult and i had some trouble with it where it was like fox was trying to face his fears um and you had to keep there was like this little bar in the middle of the screen and you had to keep that balance. Basically you had to keep it as close to the middle as you can. And if it went outside of that, then you lost and had to start all over. But it was, it would play out like this scene throughout the whole challenge. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one like was, it. I always find that one interesting as well. Um, I think the Krizoa spirits, uh, that whole aspect of it, um, we're going back talking about how crystal was supposed to be a lot more involved. I think that whole section, I could see that being as like the the crystal part of the game.
0: It, I believe it was from what I've heard. I think she was supposed to get those and Fox was supposed to get the stones. Um, if I remember correctly. And like her, her tricky so to speak was that I can't remember his name, but that pterodactyl. Oh, the pterodactyl thing. thing. With,
1: yeah. That, yeah. that you fly on in the beginning and shoot general scale ship.
0: Yeah, which that part's pretty cool. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's yeah, that is a pretty.
1: Cool part, yeah.
2: I wonder why they scrapped that idea and kind of froze her. Um, if it was like time, and they had to get the game out, or if they planned like a new game plus sort of where you could play through the game as Krista, or or what they had planned, because initially it was supposed to be the two of them switching off. Um, and it seems so weird to just scrap her out completely if they had some kind of big bug with her or or something. Like it just seems weird that they froze her in a crystal., uh, was she playable at all at any point, or was she all just kind of NPC?
1: Right at the beginning of the game, she's playable for it's basically it's all it basically serves as like the tutorial of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, teach you like the controls and everything. It's probably about forty five minutes to an hour, probably. I would around that time, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I I figure
0: that's just something else that happened when Star Fox took over and they just wanted to put the focus on Fox. I, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that, but because from what I understand, that wasn't, you know, from the beginning, they were wanting to focus on two different characters. So I I would assume that was just where they wanted to focus it back on Fox.
2: I wonder if that caused some division between Nintendo and Rare um, in some ways where th- they took a lot of the character out of this game. Because it sounds like it would have been a really great game on its own without the Star Fox elements. Um, it makes me wonder if that was something, had some bearing in the whole selling of Rare. But n- no telling, really, unless there's some kind of history documentary out there. But
0: um... I don't feel like it did, just because that whole issue was like basically... Microsoft was like hey we want to buy you and Nintendo had their chance to stop it but they didn't from the way I understand it so like they released this game and I think it was the next day that Microsoft announced they bought Rare yeah (laughs) so yeah it was around the same time but I don't really think Rare had much of a say in any of the going ons I think it was just you know poor timing and it may have even hurt the sales of this game a little bit now i
2: wonder if the game was rushed to finish this last project before they were announced that i I I
1: think i i think i read somewhere that i think i think that was the case they wanted to get the game out before they announced it yeah it could be yeah you didn't want any like weird like game that
2: they're working on for another company if they're being bought out by this company it might have ended the project and they just wanted to get it out um, maybe that's why some of these things were were taken into account and changed it from what it could have been. Um, so when I go play this game, um, I'll see a lot of the potential, but I'll also enjoy it for what it is, too. Do you think, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the future of the game, um, but do you see any continuation of the story? Did they leave off on a cliffhanger? Is there anything that really left it like open to a sequel, or is it just pretty much a one-shot and done?
0: It leads into assault, sort of. Um, I mean they, they keep Crystal as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, granted they haven't really done anything with her in years now. Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, and Tricky's in assault. Um so they carried some elements from that. Um, so that's pretty cool. But other than that, I not really. Um yeah, that, that really is about it. It's a handful of characters, I guess.
2: So assault was not
0: um, rare, correct? Uh, no, I, I, who is that? Is that is it Namco? Am
1: I correct? Yeah, I, I think it's Namco. Yeah. So Nintendo okay.
0: does own
2: the rights to Krista and and Tricky then. So, oh yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they appeared in Smash Brothers before the whole like Banjo Kazooie thing happened. So. Um, mm. So those are things that they own. So that wouldn't prevent like a Diddy Kong racing from happening other than like Banjo being a Diddy Kong racing or something. But I'm kind of curious what characters they get to keep over all of that. If they really could remake this game independent of rare because they own some of these characters or if it's something something in there that that would prevent it because it was
0: something inherently rare. I believe from the character side, they own all of them because they're all considered Star Fox characters now. Hmm.
1: Hmm. yeah.
0: I could be wrong on that, but from the way I understand it, yeah.
2: Okay, so there's hope. <laughs> there's hope of a remake or, or sequel or something. Yeah, like, we will see, or something in that universe. So.
0: One, one thing before we end up wrapping things up that I actually forgotten to mention is the music in this. Um, I believe the main composer for this one again is David Wise, but I don't. Think he is the only one. Um, mm-hmm. Let me actually pull this up here. I think Grant Kirkhope did some work on it as well. Um, no, Ben Cullum. Uh, I cannot remember what else he has done. Um, but yeah, of course, David Waz is one of the great ones from the old days of Rare, but also still does a lot of good work nowadays, like in games like Ukulele um tropical freeze and things like that um and I, I thought it fit this world really well um do you do you remember sean anything
1: that sticks out in particular for you uh the music is uh fantastic it's very very memorable very catchy very much uh, gets stuck in your head uh like the dino planet the, the home dino planet music is like aw- i it's so good it's it's one of those music I, I can put on the music in the background and do other things and listen to it and get my work done. It is a very, very good soundtrack. Very good soundtrack to the game.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of atmospheric and sort of, uh, I want to almost say tribal sort of songs and such throughout, depending on what area you're in. And I think a lot of it's really pretty. Um, the Cape Claw area, I I like the soundtrack there. Um, mm-hmm. and one in particular, I always liked was the uh, the rock music that's Fox is listening to at the beginning of the game.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and
0: during the credits, I don't know, I always got a kick out of that, but it's just something I feel like I never heard a whole lot of in what's considered a you know Nintendo a first party Nintendo title. Um, but I always enjoyed that.
2: and i can, I really want to play this game. I gotta track it down. It's probably not too expensive, is it?
1: Probably not.
0: We never
2: got a I've, I've, GameCube virtual console, but, you know, if that ever comes to the Switch, you know, I'll definitely play it on that if they have it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the 64 games first at this point, but, yeah. I'd, I mean, love if we're going to go
2: that far, then we might as well get the Donkey Kong Country games on the SNES while we still have that on the system. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a whole other story. That's, that's insane. Well... I believe I, I don't see the time in front of me. I apologize, guys. Also, if my sound has been a little off, I had some computer issues tonight, so we're winging it here, but I'm making it work. Um, I figure we're getting to about that time, though. Um, do you all have any more thoughts on this that we haven't brought up
1: already? I would just say that overall, this is a very enjoyable Star Fox game. Uh, it's, like we said earlier, it's not the traditional Star Fox game, but if you have not played it, I highly suggest playing it um if you're a fan of Star Fox, you'll most likely enjoy it if you're a fan of zelda i think you'll enjoy it uh if you're a fan of nintendo in general you're gonna enjoy the game so (laughs) yeah overall it's uh it has its flaws but uh there's more pros than cons to playing this game
0: okay yeah and i definitely I, i feel like i kind of went on a little bit of a of a negative rant at some points of the story and things like that but uh you know, don't lean on that too much. Don't think about it too much and just enjoy it for what it is. It's, it's flawed, but it's, I think there's a lot of good and enjoyable parts of it. Um, it's sort of like you like had mentioned. It's sort of like a Zelda-ish game, um, but with a whole different sort of cast of characters. And um, it does some of its own things different than Zelda ever would um and i I'd, I'd recommend it if you've got a GameCube or a way or we or another way to to play those I'd, i definitely would give it a shot um if you think you'd be a fan of that sort of thing even if you're not like a long-time star fox fan um because it's it's definitely not like any other game in that series
2: i think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode um real quick i wanted to read an email before we uh you know do our our due diligence um uh, we have a uh, An email from uh, Caleb uh, Lohman, uh, titled Big Fan, Um, says, Hello, I just wanted to send you guys a quick email to let you know I'm a huge fan. I've been binge listening to you guys at work for the last couple months. You really make my shifts go by fast. Just hearing you guys talk about older games is so interesting. You even make me nostalgic for games I have never even played. I wanted to say Ryan, and I know Jacob, is off the show for the moment, but your guys' bond is one of the best things about the show. The memories you guys share really makes me wish I had one consistent friend that i played video games with growing up. Uh, so one suggestion I had for you guys is, I know you are all pretty much a friend group with a couple random guests here and there, which is great. But I would love to hear a female perspective of Nintendo games on your show. At least all the episodes I've listened to have just been men, which is fine. But I think a female voice could bring a lot of interesting topics to the show. I have one suggestion that would be amazing for the show, and that would be Nintendo Fangirl, or NFG. I'm not sure if you guys know of her, but she has a YouTube page where she dedicates her love of Nintendo and gives reviews on things. Also, she's an ambassador to Nintendo, I believe, at this point. If you guys could get her on the show, it would be amazing, even if it's just a quick, like, five-minute thought on one of your topics. And if not, her, any woman that loves Nintendo would still be awesome. Anyway, just a suggestion. Keep up the good work, guys, and keep playing with power. Kayla. Thank you, man. Thank you, Caleb. I, I love hearing fans just like listen to the show and binge listening. That's crazy to me that that people like li- listen to us that much that they just want to like listen in large blocks of time, just talk about our nostalgia. And I'm glad that this is making you nostalgic for games you haven't even had nostalgia for. So it's it's really cool. It's kind of our goal is to to draw people's uh, love to Nintendo for these these classics and these these gems that people don't normally think about checking out because they're they're caught up in the new games, the newest thing. And I hope you can get a chance to go back and play these games. Um, it's really awesome. And as far as uh, having a, a female on the show, um, we've had a couple of guests that were female. Um, um, one actually is going to be coming on pretty soon here for the Animal Crossing episode we're doing. Um, but uh, we do need some more representation. And honestly, growing up, we didn't have any female gamers, really, in our lives at all. Um, not any serious gamers and so that's that's one thing that me and jacob have talked about like that's something that's been missing and we wish that we had like that that strong uh, female gamer like lead to help run the show or even just come on as a guest consistently um we've had a few people that have offered and uh we've we've talked about it um we have one who loves talking about zelda absolutely um shout out to lily uh we'd love to have you on the show more but uh I know your life is pretty busy, and uh, we haven't gotten back to our uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time in depth yet. Uh, sorry about that again. Um, and then also, you know, we have the uh, Nintendo. Kiro is going to be guesting on the show for an- our Animal Crossing episode. Um, so we have some people, not a whole lot. Um, we were supposed to have uh, someone from a developer studio uh, that was uh, going to be on, but we've had to reschedule several times, and it's kind of indefinite right now when we're going to have have that person on. But um, yeah, we, we like to have that equal representation here and, and all different kinds of people. And we just, you know, things haven't quite fallen into place to have a lot of females on the show, but we would absolutely love that. And hey, if you're listening to this and you have Nintendo nostalgia and you're a female, like hit us up. We will definitely get you on an episode because, you know, we, we like to hear that because we didn't have that growing up and we want to hear so many people that grew up with this nostalgia that um, we just didn't have that in our lives. Um, and we'd love to hear that perspective. So definitely cool. Thank you so much, Caleb, for writing in. And uh, we hope to uh, hear from you again soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good to hear from you. And yeah, I'll keep that in mind as well. Um, A lot of times I always try to keep an out for, you know, some cool guests we could have on here or even when it comes to like developers and things like that, that would be sweet. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely remember that because, you know, before uh, it was mostly Jacob and Ryan and now I'm, I'm, on here a lot of the time as well and my biggest difference is I have a horrible country accent that everybody <laughs> has to put up with so I apologize for that but yeah we could definitely use for a little more diversity so to speak awesome
2: so uh, care to uh, plug your uh, where the people can find you Sean
1: uh, yeah if you uh, have a twitter you can find me at at it's Sean Mason um, you can find me at Sean underscore Mason 95 uh same thing on instagram um but yeah if you want to follow me give me a follow if not don't uh i talk a lot of you know video games that's basically it uh sometimes i I tweet stuff out about teaching because i'm a teacher but yeah other than that nothing too crazy cool josh do you want to plug you
0: sure i'm on twitter a lot um probably too much (laughs) it's at whopper 744 games um, I've been writing a lot of reviews on the Nintendo Village and things like that. So I, I definitely, of course, recommend checking them out. There's a lot of good stuff there and they're growing. Um, yeah.
2: All right. So uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on the Nintendo Village dot com slash Nintendo Nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and YouTube. You can find us on our Facebook at Nintendo NOS on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOS Shoot us an email at Nintendo Nostalgia at gmail.com. And you can also call in on our hotline and share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye-bye.
1: See ya.